0: coming up now and established in the faith god has called you sir the father in the family god has called you to be the priest of the family to make sure those children get raised according to the word of god and raised in the things of god you are the spiritual head of the household and wife you're to follow suit have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to Second Chronicles chapter 31. 2 Chronicles chapter 31, reading the same verse we read last week, Second Chronicles 31 verse 2, and Hezekiah appointed the courses of the priests and the Levites after their courses, Every man, according to his service, the priest and the Levites for burnt offerings and for peace offerings, to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the tents of the Lord. And I want to continue with the message we started last week. The ministry of the priest and Levites. The ministry of the priest and Levites was one of the most important jobs in the entirety of the work of god there was always someone standing at the gate of the court of the temple that had a need and king hezekiah the bible says that he set the courses he established shifts if you will This was done so that the priest and the Levites could perform the work of God and they would be refreshed and renewed in their minds and in their spirit. And the Bible says that every man ministered according to his service. Each priest and Levite, when it came their time to minister, each one had a specific function, something that they did in the work of God, and each one worked according to their service. Bringing it on up to today, the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 4 and verse 11 that God gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers this is the five-fold ministry that God has given to the body of Christ. We must have all five of these speaking into our lives in order for us to become mature in the things of God, in order for us to do the ministry that God has called us to do. For you to perform the ministry that God has called you to do. Look at verse 12 of Ephesians 4. God has called the the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher for the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry. God has called me to prepare you for the work of the ministry. Now, a lot of people want to look at that and say God has called the the, the, the the pastor, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, and so forth. God has called them for the ministry. No, God has called us to prepare you for the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You might not be called... To the fivefold ministry, but you are called to minister. And in Revelation, in the introductory verses of the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus Christ, Julie, if you will pull up verse 6, Jesus Christ has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We may not be called to that fivefold fold ministry, but we are called to be priests unto God. And just as the priest and Levite under the old economy of God had a very important job, had a very important task, you... Every one of you on the other end of this microphone that's hearing me today, you have a ministry that God has called you to. It might not be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher. You might not be called to that level of ministry, but somewhere in your circle of life, God has called you to minister to others. God has called you to be a priest On the job. God has called you to minister there. God has called you, sir, the father in the family. God has called you to be the priest of the family to make sure those children get raised according to the Word of God and and, and raised in the things of God. You are the spiritual head of the household. And, wife, you're to follow suit. That's only if he's following the word of God. If your husband ain't following Christ, then you're under no obligation to follow him. But that husband, he is the priest of the family if he's saved. And he's following Jesus Christ. Then the wife is to follow suit. And those children are to follow in the way as well. Now that's God's way. And God said that you husband or to love your wives as christ loved the church and how did christ love the church he died on calvary he died on a cross and the husband is to die on a cross matter of fact we're all supposed to die on a cross what did jesus say he said if you're going to come after me you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me A lady told me the other day, she said, Brother James, you don't understand. My husband's beating me, and he's abusing me, and he's doing this and that and the other. I said, well, you don't need to be staying with him. then. God didn't intend for you to be a punching bag. Well, I'm I'm supposed to follow my husband. No, not if he's doing all that. You only follow that man as he's following Christ. Are you hearing me today? But God has called you to be a priest, where you're at, to minister to the needs of someone. And you say, well, Brother James, I, I don't know exactly what to say. I don't know how to speak to people when it comes to the Word of God. Well, listen to what Peter said, First Peter 4, verse 11, Julie, if you will. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. In other words, the oracles of God, that's the Word of God. The Word of God has to be our foundation. Whatever we say has to line up with the Word of God. Whatever preacher you're listening to, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you don't need to be listening to him. A lot of churches have gotten away from the foundation of the word if any man minister let him do it as the ability which god giveth as a minister whether it be a preacher or whether it be a lay person those of you sitting out here in the pews today you've got to know your limitations sometimes people are going to come to you with questions about things and you don't know the answer to that It's just best to tell them you don't have the answer. You don't know the answer. And veer away from that subject. But there's one subject that you should always lead the person to. And that is their salvation. Every person that came to the court of the temple, they had a need. And the main need of the people was to have forgiveness of sin. If you don't get anything else out of the word of God, you should get this right here. That all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that every man needs to accept Jesus Christ as his Savior. Every person that came to the priest under the old economy of God, they needed forgiveness of God. And every person that came was not able to afford a lamb. So the priest would point them toward some other means. They could bring two turtle doves. And if they couldn't afford two turtle doves, then they could bring a handful of flour. And the priest knew what to do with those items, and the person could have forgiveness from God. But all of those things, whether it was a lamb, two turtle doves, or a handful of flour, it didn't matter. All of that pointed to Jesus Christ. And, when, and, and all of it was offered up upon the brazen altar, which is a type of the cross. The main need of people today is to have forgiveness from God. The main need of the people today is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. If you don't know how to talk about the Antichrist, if you don't know how to talk about the rapture, if there's a lot of things in the Word of God that you don't know how to talk about, you should be able to talk about Jesus Christ and what He did for you at Calvary. You need to be able to talk about the life you used to have and the life you have now in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Those priests, they offered up the burnt offerings. If the person brought a lamb, the priest would inspect that lamb minutely so. The lamb had to be without spot. It had to be without blemish. And once passing that inspection, the priest would hand the sinner a knife and the sinner would slit the throat of that little lamb and the priest would catch the blood as it poured out and he would take it and sprinkle it upon the altar and then they would take that lamb and they would cut him up into pieces and place that lamb on the wood of the brazen altar. Every bit of that, ladies and gentlemen, it pointed to Christ and what Christ would do for us on Calvary's cross. The burnt offering was a sin offering, and followed behind that was a peace offering. They went through the same ritual again, but this time, the sinner got to eat a portion of the lamb. What is that? It typified Christ giving us his righteousness and his peace. In the burnt offering, you gave to God your sin. And in the peace offering, Christ gives to us his righteousness and his peace. He said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There is an enmity between God and man because of sin. But the moment you evidence faith in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did at Calvary, All of that sin, all of that enmity is washed away. It is gone. Glory to God. You are now a friend of God. Glory to God. And there's a peace of God that floods your soul. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore being justified by faith. Justified. That's being saved, justified before God, justified, never sinned. When you stand before Him one day, not one thing will He hold against you. You've been justified by faith. You don't have to bring a million dollars and put it in the offering plate. Now, if you have a million dollars and you'd like to bring it, we'll take it. If you've got $20, we'll be glad to take it. We can use it around here for different things. But understand, that money does not save you. Good works does not save you. You're not justified by works. You're justified by faith. But it has to be faith in the right thing. We have peace with God. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Do you have peace with God today? You see, as a Christian, everything around you can be falling apart. But there's a peace in your soul. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It's peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's justifying peace. And if you don't have peace with God today, understand you can have it. You can have it by simple faith in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did. He said, by whom, verse 2 of Romans 5, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. We have access through Jesus Christ by faith into this grace. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited means that you don't earn it is the unmerited divine, that's the Holy Spirit, unmerited divine assistance and influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That's grace as it pertains to the Christian. Let me say it again. Grace, unmerited divine assistance assistance and influence upon the heart means that it's an inward work as the holy spirit comes into your heart and life and he influences you now and then its reflection is seen in the life you see a lot of the church world today they want to address sin from the outward so you can take a man that's committed a crime uh, you can take a thief and lock him up in the jail and keep him from stealing, but that doesn't change his heart. Understand? But Jesus Christ can change his heart, and that divine influence of the Holy Spirit can change his actions to where he won't steal anymore. See? That's God's way. Man's way, lock him up. Some people need to be locked up. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Let Jesus Christ come into your heart and He can can solve your situation. Glory to God. Wherein we stand, by whom? Jesus Christ. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Your standing is your position with God. Your position with God does not change as long as you keep your faith anchored. In the cross of Christ. If you allow your faith to shift from Christ. And him crucified to something else. You're going to have problems. But as long as you keep your faith maintained. In the finished work of Christ. Your position with God never changes. Now your condition. Does change. Condition. Your condition changes all the time. Depending on what situation you find yourself in. If you're around certain people and they get up under your skin, you might get agitated a little bit and say something that you ought not to. Is anybody with me today? Y'all ain't? Yeah, okay, all right. You know I'm telling the truth. There's some people I love them, but I love them way over there. The further away they are, the more I love them. Why? Because they get under my skin. I might as well just tell you the truth. But depending on the situation you're in, depends on your condition. But thank God my position in God does not change. My condition may change. And the Holy Spirit is going to work in my life to bring my condition up to my position. So no matter where I'm at, no matter what situation I find myself in, I am acting and conducting myself as a child of God at all times. That's the point that God's bringing you to. He's bringing your condition up to your position. It takes a little time. Wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I'm rejoicing night and day As I walk the narrow way For the hand of God in all my life I see And the reason of my bliss Yes, the secret all is this That the Comforter abides with me He abides, He abides Hallelujah, He abides with me I'm rejoicing night and day As I walk the narrow way, for the comforter abides with me. Listen to this next verse. Once my heart was full of sin. Once I had no peace within. Till I heard how Jesus died upon the tree. Then I fell down at his feet, and there came a peace so sweet. Now the comforter abides with me. That's grace. That's grace. Unmerited divine assistance and influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. He is with me everywhere, and he knows my every care. I'm as happy as a bird and just as free, for the Spirit has control. I said the Spirit has control. Some of you, the devil's got control. You need to let the Holy Ghost have control. Glory to God, for the Spirit has control. Jesus satisfies my soul. Glory to God. I said Jesus satisfies my soul. Not Jack Daniels. Not anything the world out here has to offer. But Jesus satisfies my soul. Since the comforter abides with me. There's no thirsting for the things. Of the world they've taken wings Long ago I gave them up And instantly All my night was turned to day All my burdens rolled away Glory to God Now the Comforter abides with me He abides He abides Hallelujah, he abides with me. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way. For the comforter abides with me. You say, well, Brother James, what are you doing this morning? You're supposed to be preaching and here you are singing. Well, I'm doing what the priests and Levites did. Second Chronicles 31 verse 2. They gave thanks and praise unto the Lord. That's what you're supposed to do when you come to the house of God. You're supposed to give thanks and praise unto the Lord. And they praised the Lord within the gates of the tents of the Lord. The book of Psalms, Psalms 100. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So if you can't sing, you can just make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord he is God it is he that has made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Glory to God. The ministry of the priest. And Levites. You may not know a lot of scripture and be able to minister to the needs of others. But when you get around them and everything around you is falling apart and you've got that peace on the inside, they're going to notice something different about you. They're going to notice something different about you. And when they ask you, you can just tell them, It is the Lord. The Lord has been merciful to me. The Lord has been gracious unto me. The Lord has saved my soul. Glory to God. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299